What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It's about to be the best show that we have ever done in the history of the show. Now, I have to be honest. I'm kind enough to start the show by passing out gifts. Oh, here, good. Shady, you get a... Don't worry, I'll just leave it here. Then. Shady, you get a Brock Purdy jersey. It's fine. Um, Joy, you get a Brock Purdy jersey. Customer. Can I come around here if I may? James Jones, I have to uh, order you a Brock Purdy jersey. No, 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 no. no. Um, Brock Purdy has seen some of the takes, so he didn't want to sign it just yet. Um, Shady, you don't, don't, don't even need to wear it. I got it in your side. Eyes, though, but um, don't, uh, don't, don't worry about it. Just had to make sure everybody gets Brock Purdy jerseys. Family, so see, I, th- I thought Shady might be childish. That's why this one is here to stay. Brock Purdy ever present on this show. What a championship game! What a championship show yeah. we about to have. That's Super Bowl champ James Jones. James, how you feeling, big dog? I don't care how you feel. Joy Taylor, how are you feeling? I'm great. I'm great. Shady, Lashawn McCoy. So good. Oh, Shady feels good. Well, I feel fantastic because here's the question. After coming back from down 17 and the Niners, bang, bang, found a way to get it done, I realized that Brock Purdy is exactly who I thought he was, a winner. James Jones, when I think about what Brock Purdy did in that game yesterday, here's the most fascinating thing. He didn't even start doing what was necessary until it was necessary. Brock Purdy carried the ball three times for 52 yards in that game. You'll see statistically he had five carries for 48 yards because he had two kneel downs for minus four yards. He didn't rush the ball the whole first half. But in the second half, when it was time to put the team on his back, Brock Purdy made the plays that he had to make to win the game. But what was most impressive, and I didn't think about it until I woke up this morning. You saw the tweet. You saw the tweet. (laughs) Family, Brock Purdy tore his UCL in his throwing arm last year. And then this year, he proceeded to beat every single team that made the playoffs. He beat the two-seeded Cowboys in the regular season. He beat the three-seed Detroit Lions yesterday. He beat the four-seeded Bucks in the regular season. He beat the five-seeded Eagles in the regular season. He beat the six-seeded Rams in the regular season. He beat the seven-seeded Packers in the playoffs. Coming off of a throwing arm UCL injury, what else you want out of life, fam? Dude beat down every team en route to going to the Super Bowl in his second year as a starter. So now my only question is this, James Jones, are you now entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you, not entertained? Are you impressed? Are you impressed with the with young Brock fella? Purdy fight? <laughs> I was impressed by him yesterday, right? Because when that game was 17-0, I said, this is what we've been waiting to see. <laughs> That's what the world been waiting to see. And I didn't think he could do it. I ain't going to lie. I'd be sitting here lying to the world if I said that Brock Purdy would be able to do it. And you know why I was thinking that? Because nobody has ever done it. <laughs> In the playoffs, nobody has ever done it. But... Forget the first half, because we know how the first half went for him. And we know how the first half went for the team. Mm-hmm. But in the second half, when I was watching that game, the only bad play that I can say Brock Purdy had was the tip pass that should have been picked, tipped, Ayuk caught it for 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Other than that, the young fella made every single right play. And for me, a lot of people were kind of putting him in the Jimmy Garoppolo boat because Jimmy Garoppolo took the team to the NFC Championship. Jimmy Garoppolo took this team to the the Super Bowl. But as I was watching that game, and you hear everybody saying he's not Jimmy G, you're watching the tape, you're making some better plays than Jimmy G. But last night, I said, yeah, bro, different. And I'm not even putting him in Jimmy G category. I don't even want to put him in any other quarterback's category. I just want to give the young fellas respect. Because in the second half, he made every single right play. Getting out of sacks, scrambling, making a throw. 
making some plays with his legs when he had to, right? They were sacked. Everybody covered, right? Something that the mother superstar quarterbacks do. Make a play with your legs. He made every single right play. Forget what Detroit did. This young fella down 17, when the ball was in his hands mm-hmm. to control what he could control, he made every single right play, and that's why the Niners wait, wait. won the football game. When? When every single play? In the second half, he made... Oh, the se- okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I said like- forget the first half. Oh, first okay. half's done. Oh, In the second oh, half, okay. he made every single right play. I was not hear you. 2-5. You impressed. <laughs> you impressed by Brock Purdy, finally. Yeah, you know what? What was impressive about him is the, the way he bounced back. You know, last year, we had this thing with Jalen Hurts, right? He might not always have the numbers at the end of the game, right? But one, one thing he does have, the number that's the big one, is, is the win. Mm-hmm. And Brock Purdy, he did that. He got the win. Late in the game, they needed him, right? Play real sorry the first half. Do we all agree? Play real sorry the first half. Yeah, do we all agree? agree? I don't think he played real sorry in the first half, but keep going. I don't want to interrupt your take. Okay. Because he don't. <laughs> uh, second half, he pulled together, though. Like you talked about, made some, some plays with his feet, with his legs when they needed it. Um, and then he showed that dog, right? You, you, you see how a lot of his teammates always talk about how Brock Purdy, he might, he might not say much, talk much, but one thing you, you learn from him, he got that dog in him. Mm-hmm. I was looking for it. And I found it. He found a way to win, put his team on his back, right, and uh, he executed. I do think that the Lions had a lot to do with that, that no win doubt. for the, for the uh, Niners. Yep. They kind of made it easy for him, right, coaching-wise. Mm-hmm. But I can't take nothing from Brock Purdy. Play played well in the second half. We'll get to that later because I agree with Shady. I agree with James, and I likely agree with Joy. The Lions did not do everything they could to put this game uh-huh. away. But, Joy, as we focus on Brock Purdy, are you now impressed with Brock? Yes, because to me, you, you are what you are until you're not. Mm-hmm. He ain't been to a Super Bowl. He didn't have a comeback win like that. We didn't see that performance from him. He's had good performances, but this is the biggest moment. Mm-hmm. He played an NFC Championship game last year for, like, that long. Well, now he's going to get an opportunity to play in a Super Bowl. So whenever we evaluate people's resumes and what they've accomplished and what they're able to do or not do, where's the evidence? James said this earlier in the year. Stop talking about it. Everybody's just pitching things to me. I don't need to be sold on this. Go do it. This is what you play the game for. So you've got to be impressed with Brock Purdy. I said this last week after we were having the conversation about how he played in the last game. At the end of the day, he wins these games. You can't say that he's not a winner. And that's we don't put these little asterisks next to it. By the way, Dan Campbell made some some Mm -hmm. decisions. There was a fumble here. We don't talk about none of that. At the end of the day, it's wins and losses. And he wins. You just listed all the teams that he beat throughout the regular season. Now into the postseason. And, yeah, that game was, was ugly at times. But being able to come back, having the poise to come back in that situation, being able to have the energy to come back in that situation is very, very important. That's the difference to me between winners and losers, and that's why I brought up Jalen Hurts last week, and I think that it's, it's appropriate to bring up this week. What is the big critique of Jalen Hurts last year? Wow, it doesn't it don't really look like it. He's, he's winning because everybody else. He's got all these playmakers. He's unbelievable defense. He's got good coaching. And what would they all say? Yeah, but he keeps winning. Mm-hmm. Like, you keep talking about all this, but he keeps winning. He keeps finding ways to win. He's, winning, he's coming from behind and winning. He's, he's taking leads and, and shutting people down. I feel like that has a lot to do with how Brock Purdy plays. You can get into the nuance of it, and we will. But at the end of the day, it's wins and losses, and you can't take it away from him. Oh, and 18. 
Yeah, Teams were 0-18 in mm. championship weekend when trailing by 17 points at halftime. And Brock Purdy said, forget the previous history. That ain't got nothing to do with me. That ain't got nothing to do with my team. That ain't got nothing to do with my heart. That ain't got nothing to do with disability. Remember last week, going into the Packers game, Kyle Shanahan was 0-31 when trailing by 5-plus going into the fourth quarter. Brock Purdy said, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. That ain't got nothing to do with this team. That ain't got nothing to do with my heart. That ain't got nothing to do with who I I am as a quarterback. So last week, he erased all doubt. This week, if you still had some reason to doubt him, he backdoored and erased all doubt again, and now he's going to the Super Bowl. So here's maybe the most important and most interesting question I'll ask y'all all day. Who y'all think deserves more credit, Purdy or Shanahan? Because what Purdy did, phenomenal. Yeah. But I'll come out the gate and be honest. Y'all know I love Brock Purdy. Got four Brock Purdy jerseys in here. I'm giving Shanahan Three. more. <laughs> <You're not fair. laughs> I'm giving Shanahan more credit to five because if you go into that game down by 17 at half, ugh, offense only scored 10 points. So at a minimum, in the second half, you got to score 20 points just to have a chance to win. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, you're offensive coach. You're down by 17. You got to pray your defense keeps them from scoring, and you got to score at least 20, and you only scored 10 in the first half. For his team to have the mental fortitude to come back out there and find a way to win, I'm giving a lot of the credit to Shanahan. I don't think there's a wrong answer. Who you think deserves more credit? I'm not going to give it to Shanahan, and I think he's an excellent coach. He's one of my favorite uh, coaches in the game right now, but what do you really do? Because a lot of plays on the second half was Brock Purdy making it with his feet, mm -hmm. right? I mean, he, he threw that Hail Mary pass up. That should have been a pick. I don't know what he, the D-back was doing. Bam, his head. And, a, and then uh, you caught it. That's a touchdown. I know he didn't draw that up. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then you look at the defense. He don't have nothing to do with the defense. He ain't calling no defensive plays. He ain't doing nothing with that. They, they, they did their thing, right? They, they get the stops they need to get. Um, and then the Lions helped out. <laughs> going for the fourth down, not mm -hmm. getting field goals. So it's like everything worked out. And then Brock Purdy put his magic, his magic on it. His last little little uh, spices <laughs> in the mix, right? Um, um, converting on third downs, keeping plays alive, yeah. right? Um, eluding tackles and sacks. He, I mean, he did play well in the second half, so I just can't give Kyle Shanahan all that credit just because he's the head coach. When you watch this game, look at the stuff that they, they did to get back in the game to win. It had a lot to do with the defense, had a lot to do with the Lions making mistakes in coaching, and it had to do with Brock Purdy keeping plays alive, extending it. Look, the scrambling. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, he's a lot quicker than I thought. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he don't go down easy. Yeah. And he has, he has field vision. God, God bless the little guy, man. <laughs> Joy, here's my thought, though. <laughs> if Shanahan would have lost this game, we would have been on his head. I'm getting texts at halftime like, hey, if Shanahan loses, you better be ready to tear him apart tomorrow. So the fact that he came back from down 17 to win, also tells me I got to give him his credit. I got to give him his credence because I'm thinking about the little things. Field goal kisser, kicker misses a 48-yard field goal first half. Well, Shanahan, you need your kicker to make it in the second half. So whatever you did or didn't say at halftime, whatever you did or didn't say after he walked off to the field after the miss, whatever you did or didn't say before the kick, that matters. Hey, defense, y'all had to find a way to get stops. Whatever you did or didn't say at halftime, that matters. Brock Purdy, you didn't put up points in the first half in a magnificent way. Whatever Shanahan did or didn't dial up and did or didn't say in the second half, that matters. I don't think it's coincidence that in the second half, Brock Purdy started to carry the ball. I think Shanahan probably told him, hey, if you see them in man and their backs turn, cover five, two man, whatever the case may be, tuck it and run. That's why I'm giving Shanahan credit, but where do you stand? Who deserves more? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's the wrong answer, but I'm going with Purdy. I mean, we can't sit up. We can't be hanging jerseys. <laughs> Shanahan today. We, they don't make Shanahan jerseys for a reason. Shanahan's had an unbelievable career. He's back in the Super Bowl, did an amazing job. But when we're w watching what actually happened in that game, you've got to give the players credit. 
Everything Shady just said is, I just, just copy-paste everything Shady just said. There were some plays that nobody anywhere thought was going to happen. That, that IU catch is, 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 is mm-hmm. video game stuff. Not even. Like, that's just, that's not something that you draw up. Living that was supposed good. to be an interception, so I hope he didn't draw that up. I hope he didn't tell him to do that, because that was supposed to go the other way. I think Brock Purdy made some really good choices towards the end of the game. Obviously, the plays that he made with his legs were instrumental, some big-time plays. And the defense and everyone else, by the way, we haven't mentioned Yushek uh, and, and, and Kittle and McCaffrey. We haven't said McCaffrey's name to, to, in this block, mm-hmm. which is outrageous. So, no, the, all the credit goes to the Niners players, to me, in the second half. I'm, I, I'm sure that he gave a great speech, but there were a lot of things that happened on the field that coaches didn't draw up. To me, it was a lot of superstar play and the arrival of Brock Purdy on the, on the biggest stage. Yeah, and I, I think there is a wrong answer to who gets more credit. And the wrong answer is Cal Shanahan. Mm. He, he don't get none of this credit. We've been saying for years, especially this year, can he play off script? Every big play in this football game that Brock Purdy made was off script. Mm-hmm. It was not one, two, three, four, five, ball out. Look at that play design. The play is wide open. This was Brock Purdy. The plays that Brock Purdy made in the second half – the third and four, which was a big one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want him throwing across his body, but it's third down and four. He's about to get sacked. Throws it across his body. Jennings makes a one-hand catch, but these are off-scripted plays. Even if he did tell Brock if it's not open run, that's an off-scripted play by Brock. This, the game is moving extremely fast. You got pressure. You got Hutchinson and all the boys coming after you, and he's making plays with his legs. And not only that, he's running away from some of these boys mm-hmm. with his legs. So yes, yeah. a lot of the plays to win the football game was off-scripted plays that Kyle Shanahan did not call. And I know Kyle. Kyle's son, Lil Weezy, come to never think about failure football camps in the Bay, he wouldn't want the credit. Brock Purdy put yeah. that team on his back yeah. in the second half and went to work with the plays that he I'm made. Not, I don't think that Kyle Shanahan would want the credit. I'm saying to myself, I've been down 17. We all have. No We've been play. down 17 in the game before. You know there is doubt in the back of your mind yeah. like, oh. But who are you looking at, though? To me, you're, you're looking at a couple things. One is if the coach doubts, you will also start to doubt. If the quarterback doubts, you'll also start to doubt. Quarterback of the offense and quarterback of the defense. So I even saw the defense start to feel sorry for themselves at the beginning of the third quarter. Until that fumble by Gibbs. Until they got down by seven. Then all of a sudden they were like, oh, we about to go do this. We gonna get this done. But to come back in the second half and score 27 unanswered, that to me is where I put give Kyle Shanahan credit. He's an offensive coach. He only had 10 points in the first half. You're an offensive coach, and you got 10 points. So for him to figure out at halftime, what do I need to do to get things going? And you put up 24 in the second half. That's why I give him credit. Because you put up 20. You, in the second half, he did his job as an offensive coach. Did Purdy make phenomenal plays? Absolutely. That's why I love me some Brock Purdy. But I know Kyle Shanahan made sure that his offense got clicking, and he took advantage of all of Dan Campbell's mistakes, and Campbell made a lot of them. Yeah, see, for me... I go straight to the players. I've been down in some games by a lot of points. We were down in Dallas. We played Dallas. I I felt like we was down by 50, right? We was down by a lot of points. Not once we look at Coach Mike. You get in that huddle with that defense, you're looking at each other like, let's go. You get in that huddle with the offense, you're like, hey, Aaron, let's, you're looking at your teammates. Like, I don't feel like the coaches really had anything to do with that. Them players made them plays. And it wasn't like on defense, we like, ooh, heck of a scheme. Look, you see how he put it. No, them is one-on-one plays that they was making. And the same with Brock Purdy. These is plays that is not drawn up for nobody. Kyle, that ain't on, that ain't on there. 
right, the plays that Brock Purdy was making. So for me, all the credit goes to this team, man, and it starts with the quarterback because we always get the quarterback praise and we always get on the quarterback for the losses. For me, this is all this is all about the team, man, and Brock Purdy in that second half put the team on his back and went to work. Absolutely. Well, what a championship weekend it was. What a show we have for you all. On the other half of this commercial break, the other side of it, are you more impressed with Patrick Mahomes or disappointed in Lamar? Y'all have to come back for this Lamar Jackson conversation. It will be epic. Now two and five as a starter in the playoffs. And Patrick Mahomes has 14 playoff wins. I think something like that. Something asinine. It's crazy. That's next. Don't forget, check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Family, the biggest game of Lamar Jackson's career, and he fell short to Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey went crazy. Lamar Jackson, not so much. Two turnovers, including an interception in the end zone. Zay Flowers didn't necessarily help him out with that fumble, but you see, Patrick Mahomes once again hoisting an AFC championship trophy. I cannot wait for this conversation. Shady, Mahomes played great. Lamar did not. Are you more impressed with your former teammate, Patrick Mahomes, or are you disappointed in Lamar Jackson, who falls to two and four in the play? Playoffs, where you at on it? I'm going with Patrick Mahomes, right? In playoff time, he's like a whole different person. It's like the Terminator, right? <laughs> All year, he's just been up and down, turnovers here, loss here, a squeaky win. Is the office not the same? You know, our receivers, all that stuff we talked about. Yep. But I say, yo, you can never bet against Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Andy Reid. I kept saying that. You did. Yeah, I thought I was crazy. Mm, now look at it. it. Look at it. <laughs> Kitty, went on the road. That was another question. Check. Cool. You know what? Let's, let's go on the road. Let's take the band on the road. It's time to clock in. <laughs> on Instagram and social media, you got this thing called the clock. It's time to clock in. It's the playoffs. <laughs> they know what I do best. I win. Even with the whole time with Tom Brady, when they had them dynasty, they were winning Super Bowls. Every Super Bowl year he won, they didn't have a great offense every year. Yeah. But they still Found win. True. This offense, is a, a team he has, well man, said. they're so young, inconsistent. And right now they clicking. Mm -hmm. On the plays that they didn't click earlier in the year, yeah. on the timing routes, they doing it. The miscommunications, nah, they on the same communication. Mm -hmm. Now they're, they're back rolling. So I got to go with Patrick Mahomes. You went to Bart first of all. You went to Buffalo first. Yep. It's cold as hell there. It's <laughs> a lot of crazy drunk fans. They're going through tables all day, all night, waiting for the game. He wins that game. You know what? We don't get excited. We're not going to dance. We're not going to holler. Andy Reid said that. We're going to go to Baltimore. Yeah. Now we're going to dance. Now we're going to put the hats on. And another thing, when you talk about superstar players, a guy like Travis Kelsey, I can't be Patrick Mahomes. I'm up here balling out. Yeah. And you kind of up and down, whatever you got yeah. going on. What did the, the, the Travis do? He tightened it up. He, yeah. wife, wifey's up top. Hold up, babe. We're going to do this later. <laughs> I'm on the field. And what he do? He, he grinded. Oh, 11 targets, 11 catches. got a touchdown. Got, he got busy. So oh, I got to go with Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's setting that, that legacy he always had one, but now it's, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We talking about is he the GOAT already? Yeah. Incredible, incredible take. Uh, I'm more disappointed in Lamar. Mm. The reason I'm more disappointed in Lamar is we've seen this from Pat before. We've seen Pat be great. Literally, we have seen Pat be great, but I thought we were done seeing this from Lamar. Yeah. That's why I'm disappointed in Lamar. I thought we were done seeing the playoff woes from Lamar. Remember, going into the Houston Texans playoff game, Lamar Jackson was 1-3 in the playoffs. He had four touchdowns, seven interceptions. Against the Texans, he had four touchdowns, no interceptions. So now his playoff touchdown turnover ratio was 8-7. to seven. Then this game, sack fumble for no reason because you're just patting the ball too long. Then this game, you throw a pick in the end zone. I thought we were done seeing it. Family in 2020, I believe it was, Lamar Jackson plays the Buffalo Bills. He throws a pick six in the end zone. Karen Johnson takes it the other way. Ravens lose by 13 or 14. That was a 14-point swing. I thought we were done seeing this from Lamar. 
They said Greg Roman runs the ball too much. We want the ball in Lamar Jackson's hand so he can pass it more. Now after this game, we wanted Lamar Jackson to run the ball more with this team. I thought we were done seeing this from Lamar. I'm more disappointed in Lamar because I already know Pat's that great. But, Joy, you at the bank. You at home. You've never hosted a home championship game before in the Ravens' history. You hosted a home championship game. Patrick Mahomes, on average, 30 points per game in the playoffs. Your defense holds him to 17. Your defense holds Patrick Mahomes to 17 points, and you can't get it done. You turn the ball over twice. You were an MVP this year, and you unanimously three, four years back. I just I, The reason I'm so disappointed, I thought we were done. It's like the individual who lies to you, and they're like, I promise I'm not going to lie to you again, and then they keep lying. I thought we was done. So I am more disappointed in Lamar, not because Mahomes wasn't great. He was great, but I'm used to his greatness. I was done being used to Lamar's playoff shortcomings. Yeah, I'm more impressed with Patrick Mahomes. I think what Mahomes is doing is historical, and it feels special to be able to, to watch and enjoy what he and the Chiefs are doing. Now, I know there are some teams out there, probably like the Ravens, that aren't enjoying it, but, <laughs> but and the Bills, the rest of us can sit back and watch a really exciting, thrilling team player reinvent themselves every single year and get right back to where we didn't think they could make it because of how it went during the regular season, or you lost Tyreek Hill, or can he even get close to chasing Brady? What's happening with Patrick Mahomes is, is really, really special. And I, and I know some people might get, be getting sick of seeing them. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't fall for it. This is greatness that we're watching, and we need to appreciate it. I know we love to do this. We have to build people up, and then we got to, like, try to tear them down yeah. so we can try and make it seem like it's not as great as it is. This is so hard to do. It's so hard to get to conference championship games, let alone to Super Bowl after Super Bowl after it winning is. Super Bowl after winning MVP. It was a Super Bowl MVP. There, there is a separation from Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs and everyone else in the league. That's just what it is. And we're watching it and we're living it. And as somebody who adores these experiences, like sports is history to me. It's really, really special to see one percenters of one percenters go up against other one percenters and be that much greater. It's, it's really crazy to watch. You mentioned Travis Kelsey. All year we're killing Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Those are the performances you put when you, when you put the... the the real up at the Hall of Fame, those are the ones, those are the catches that you're showing. So I, I hear you on Lamar Jackson. It is disappointing. And as, much, as highly as we all think of Lamar Jackson and as incredible as his season has been and then being in the AFC Championship game and having that defense that didn't allow Patrick Mahomes as crazy as to score in the second half, it is disappointing. But I got to lean to the positive and yeah. watching Patrick Mahomes again go into the Super Bowl. It's just, we didn't think we were going to have conversations like this and, after, and, after Brady. And the funny thing is like, He's an underdog. That don't even make sense. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I've been betting on him the whole weekend. Underdog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's, I mean, can I, I wish I could say both. But I mean, Lamar, I, I, we'll get to Lamar. I, I am, we'll get to Lamar. I am yes. disappointed. But I'm impressed with Patty, man. Like, Shady said, you the underdog the last two weeks. Patty, you ain't never the underdog. And you always at home. You're the underdog on the road twice, and you go on the road and deliver. When the game started, I'm looking at this Baltimore defense, and I'm looking at Patty, and I said, this defense ain't ready for Patty. You first two drives is two touchdown drives. Easy. Now, people say scoring all. No, I don't count the threes that score. Mm-hmm. Them is touchdown drives the first two drives. One was nine minutes, and one was seven minutes. Everything that the Baltimore Ravens defense had a plan for, Patty had another plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
dang, the ball out of Patty's hands right there. I'm looking at the linebackers like, you ain't going to scoot over? Yeah. Patty going to throw that. Like, I know the other quarterbacks y'all playing with might not throw that. that that's, that's about to come out of Patty's hand. Whoa. Patty was just a step ahead of this defense really all game long. And I say all game long because they could have got a stop at the very, very end. Patty say, hold up, hold up, hold up. Check, check, MBS. check, check, check. And turns it into the right oh, play. Oh, yeah, I got to give him love, though. And, Bro. And, and turns it into the right play. And MVS makes a really good catch. But Patty, all game long, was a step ahead of Baltimore's defense. And I understand people going to say, well, in the second half, they pump, pump, pump. That's all good. That's foot off the pedal. Yeah. We try not to make a mistake. Oh. Patty wasn't really aggressive. Correct. He wasn't. So I understand people might. But Patty was a step ahead of that defense all game. And that was impressive to me because that's the number one defense. You on the road, underdog again. And I'm still waiting for Patty to make a bad play, and it ain't happened yet in the playoffs. And I don't think it's going to happen. Not a pick yet. You've been on the road. It's true. And he ain't even had a questionable one. Not oh, even a questionable one. Not even like a – not even a questionable one. I like your boy. No. You talking about Lamar when he went through the linebacker's hands? <laughs> Nick Bolton? The other boy. Oh, you talking about – no, no, no. Not even one of them. Not, not even close. Yeah. Not Patty, even. Patty like that, man. We seen it with our eyes more and more clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, family, when we return, James, I do, I do wonder if you owe Brock Purdy an apology. So I want your answer now. I want your answer now. On the other half of this commercial break, we will see if the man to my left will apologize to the man to my right. What a smile. That's a smile of a champion. That's a smile of a second-year player going to the Super Bowl. Next on Speak, let's have some fun. Going to the Super Bowl. James Jones, were you impressed oh, by man. Brock Purdy? No, he did not impress me at all. At all. Brock showed us yesterday that, number one, he can't do it with less, and number two, he cannot do it coming from behind. Brock Purdy can go out there and play a football game and not have to take none of these chances because of how good the defense is. Why do we even talk about Brock Purdy in these conversations with these other quarterbacks? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James Jones, man, you said a lot. Yes, I did. You said a lot. A lot was wrong (laughs) for clarity. A lot was wrong. But now that you have seen this man, Brock Purdy, Uh take his team to a Super Bowl, 50-plus rushing yards in the second half, 260 yards in a championship game, a championship game which he had never really been to and finished before. Now that you have seen him be the catalyst for his team's success in a game in which he had to succeed, I feel as though an apology, Uh sir, is necessary. Now, Brock is not here, so his jersey will stand in his place. But, big dog, apology necessary? Uh, 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 no. Um, And if me and Brock were standing face-to-face, I would tell him no. But respect is earned, and he earned my respect because when I was doing those takes, yes, sir. those takes was true. They were no <laughs> but now as of late, you come back against the Green Bay Packers. Then you come back down 17 and it was no scheme. I said that earlier. It was no scheme. The plays that Brock Purdy made was Brock Purdy. Sure. It was no designs. It was no look at this play by Cash. It was the plays that he made. And to be down 17 and put your team on your back and win that football game, which has never been done, I respect you, Brock. But here's the point I've been trying to make Uh to you all and this man. I won't even look at him. And this man. (laughs) What Brock Purdy did yesterday, we've seen him do before. Now, not by the margin of coming back from the score, but against the Packers. He had a game-winning drive in a downpour of rain. He was Uh down by seven in that game. Against the Packers, he had to once again show up when it mattered most. Now against the Detroit Lions, second and 11, he has a 21-yard scramble. Second and six, he has a 10-yard scramble. Third and four, four minutes, 42 seconds 
left in the game. He has a 21-yard scramble. Those led to 17 points, those three plays. Brock Purdy's made winning plays all season. I understand what you're talking about. But visualize that Green Bay game, right? Because we still, still was an argument, even though he won the game, did Jordan Love play better than him? Sure. Yesterday, yesterday, it was not even a question how Brock Purdy played. Sure, but, 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 but there's still an argument. Did golf play better than him? We was arguing before the show. You think golf yeah, did. Yeah, you yeah, thought Love did. But once again, Brock Purdy just finds a way to win. I'm just saying yeah. winning in the NFL is hard. You very won a Super hard, Bowl. You know hard. even better than yeah. I, so I'm very preaching hard. to the choir. But Brock Purdy made winning plays. He did. He did yesterday. He did against the Packers. He has the entirety of his career. 21-5 and five yeah. as a starter, NFC Championship game, and a Super Bowl. I'm just wondering, why now? Why yesterday, are you yesterday, now? Yesterday was different. Yesterday he needed a good play after a good play after a good play after a good play. Not one good drive. Because we all talked about the Packers game. He had one good drive everybody's talking about. Yesterday it was one good drive, two good drives, three good drives. Six, seven, eight good plays. Like, people, there's so many plays to talk about. People, even the pass on third down to IU. Yes. Who knows if that goes to four? That's a strike by Brock Purdy. Those are elite plays when the game is on the line. The plays with his legs, those are elite plays when the game is on his line. So, for me, why I'm giving Brock Purdy respect is because he made them time after time after time after time against the Detroit Lions when you had no room for error. One mistake on any of those drives, they lose the football game. And Brock Purdy was so perfect in the second half, he made every single play. And that's respect. That's big time. And after that game, I have now officially concluded I don't care how talented a quarterback is. All I care about is how well does he run his system. I think Brock Purdy showed to you and the entirety of the world that it's all about how do you run your offense. I've said all season long, Brock Purdy runs his offense better than any player in football not named Patrick Mahomes. Did that become clearer than ever in yesterday's championship? But, But for me, I, I, I took the system all out of it yes, all out of it yesterday because Brock Purdy made plays that the system is not on Kyle Shanahan's play call sheet. Plays that we we used to Patrick Mahomes making. Yeah. Plays that we wanted to see Lamar make on Sunday. Yeah. He made those plays. Plays that Jared Goff made in the game on Sunday. He made those plays, so it wasn't even like Kyle Shanahan said, okay, look, we got QB draw, because I promise you that ain't at the top of the list. <laughs> and he had 50-some rushing yards, but it was him making the play. So for me, that's why I said respect is earned, because the way he played the game, he was in full command of the game, but he made plays on his back, and it was no play design, just mm. big-time play calls, that if that was Patrick Mahomes making them, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes came back from 17, yeah. or Lamar came back from 17, the whole show will be them. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you so got you got two kids, don't you? Robert, I got two of them, two little boys. Uh, yeah. You think they want to? Look at him. You think they want to buck? He done took a truth. You think they want to buck? He done took a truth. You think they want to buck? He done took a It's not no Niners gear in there. Let's get to the desk because though Brock Purdy made some big plays, Shady, Joy, we've talked about Dan Campbell's shortcomings. I mean, it was a big, great season for the Detroit Lions, but Dan Campbell made a lot of mistakes, Joy Taylor, a lot of mistakes in that football game. So I'm really just wondering, shout out to Brock Purdy, shout out to Shanahan, not taking none from y'all, but did Dan Campbell cost the Lions the game? He did not cost him. <laughs> I mean, look, that, that fumble by Gibbs was, that's yeah, tough to come, that that's nice. tough to come back from. It is. R- Reynolds drops. Whew. 
Yeah. You got uh, a, a, an interception thrown to Kendall Vildor, and, and it goes off of his face, mm. and then Ayuk catches it. You know, that don't really have anything to do with Dan Campbell. But you don't want the conversation after an NFC Championship game to be, did the coach lose you the game? Right. That's what you don't want. So the fact that we're even asking this question means a big slice of this blame pie has to go to Dan Campbell. I, I feel bad for Jared Goff, honestly. I, th- I feel like Jared Goff played well enough to win that game. <clears throat> he did. And there was a lot that happened. You, you, you got to make better decisions. And I understand that you have coaching philosophies. I love, I love that for you. That's what got you here. But if you ask any successful person, what gets you somewhere might not be the thing that keeps you yeah. somewhere. So you don't need to die on principle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I promise the guys I will go, we will go for it if we get down. Promises? I don't care what you promise me. If it's between this and going to the Super Bowl, break that promise, bro. Break, <laughs> lie to me, please. Tell me any lie you need to tell me. Uh, lie, I don't, to <laughs> lie to me. I'm begging you. Yeah. You, you got to move off of that. And, and to me, this is the difference between great coaches and coaches that put their teams in positions to win and coaches that just haven't, haven't gotten there yet. And I don't know, I'm not going to make, make this an entire indictment of Dan Campbell's coaching career because I think he's done a tremendous job, maybe the best job mm-hmm. with the Lions. And I don't want this to discredit what they've done this season and what they've built from the time that he's gotten there to winning more and more every single year, putting together a really great roster with a lot of talented pieces. I don't want this moment to discredit that, but that's what it comes down to. You're the coach. You can't be the conversation after a game. And there were just decisions that were questionable. You got to take points there. You got to take points in the first half and really put your foot on it. And Shady talks about this all the time. You got to find a way to close games. You got to win games. It's, 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 things change throughout the game. You have momentum, you get up, you get down. Finish the game. It's one of the things that the Eagles actually were great, great at. We don't know how you play, you make mistakes, whatever. Finish the game. It's what we love so much about Brock Purdy. That, was, that wasn't an all-around great game for Brock Purdy. But at the end of the nope. day, he's on the way to the Super Bowl and the Lions are going home. True. So I, I can't put it all on Dan Campbell, but man, like the pie, you get like this, this much. You get like this much, and then you will split up the rest. With the players. Yeah, I'm blaming a lot of us on, on Dan Campbell. I am. Um, just because, like, and I get it. He has a philosophy of, look, I'm aggressive. I'm aggressive all the time. Ain't No, I ain't halfway doing it. This ain't double dutch where one foot's out, one foot's in. No, we all the way in it. So I, I get that. But it's like you take risks, right, in life. I, I, I remember when I was a freaking rookie running back, right, trying to make a name for myself at Brian Westbrook, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to risk my whole body to get on this field. I'm, I'm going to go in there between two fat linemen and try to get a first down because I want to get – I'm taking that risk to get, get the money, to get playing time, yeah. to get a name. But once I arrived, once they gave me that first <laughs> big contract, I wasn't risking no more. I did all that. So my thing with – well, let, me, let me translate that to, to what happened yesterday. You did all this risk to get the number Seven, two seed. Yep. Number yep. two seed, right? Three, I'm sorry, three C. Yeah. And then you win, you win, you win. Now you have, to, you have the NFC Championship game, right? You here. All the yeah. risk you did to get here. And then once you get here, you don't risk no more. Yeah. You play it safe. Yeah. It's like once you get rich, I don't have to do all the stuff I was doing before to get Correct. rich. Now I'm rich. Now I can take my time. And I, so when I look at the game, third quarter, first of all, had a great, phenomenal first quarter or first half. Yeah. Quarterback, offense, defense, everybody played well, right? The second half, Niners going to make it run. They're one of the, they're the best team in the NFC. You know it's coming. Mm-hmm. You hold off a little bit. Third quarter, you can go up by three scores. You can go up by 17. It was like seven, six minutes and 58 seconds, something yep. like that. You take the three points and you make Brock Purdy, 
who was all up and down the whole first half, mm-hmm. and you make him score and score and score again. Because then when you don't do that, now you put pressure on your team. Now we got to play perfect. Now we bring in the defense to get a stop. Now, if we do have a turnover or a mess up, uh, we go for the fourth down, the guys drop the pass, whatever may happen. Now you're in trouble. So I got to blame him for that, man. You Think about this for a second. You got the Niners at home. You got the Niners on the road. Yeah. Down 17, third quarter with seven minutes left, and you don't take that. Mm-hmm. How do you look your players in the face? And what do you tell them after the game? Is that the game? I'm like, I'm like this. I don't know how they are. I'm like this. Yeah, we lost. What you about to tell us? Mm-hmm. For real, though. What you about to tell us? Because you weren't even consistent. Oh, man. Like, that's the moment when you actually, you like, you're going you're to be aggressive, right? Like, I'm aggressive. Kneecap. That's his thing. Yeah. Be aggressive then. What are you talking about? Go up 21 points. You weren't aggressive. Oh, before half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you weren't even consistent with it. You mm-hmm. were just doing whatever, really. And, and to me, like, that's, like, the, the, the situational football is so big. Yes. It's so big, especially when it comes to coaching. Like, we talked about, do we give Shanahan credit or Brock Purdy more credit? The reason that the, the three of us said Brock Purdy is because the off script, coming down to the moment, making the plays, all the lines were all messing up on, that was, that was player stuff. But this is situational football. You're the one that has to make the call. You're the leader. Mm-hmm. You have to make the call to put us in the best position. Make the right yep. choice. Yeah. I, I, and another thing is, like, I look at a football game where it's never going to be perfect. I don't care if they put 50 points up. The game's never going to be perfect. Never. So in the first half, it was damn near perfect. perfect. <laughs> so, so you know that eventually, yeah, right, something in, to break. in all sports, something gonna break. momentum is going to change. Yep. Eventually, they're home. Yeah. They're trying to, they claw to get back. Team. Yeah. Team. So you know something's going to happen. So as a coach, like, you know what? Eventually, it's going to turn. Yep. Right? You love the gamble. Blackjack, blackjack, right. bang, blackjack, hit him up. Black. Eventually. I'm like, yo, I'm winning, but eventually, eventually it's going to turn. It's going to turn. Yeah. My thing is, you had to prepare for that. Yo, you know what? We, we've, we've been blessed this whole time. Whole first half. You know what? Let's just be safe. Chill. You know, I never know what's going to happen at the end of the game. Here's my biggest point is this. The Niners would have run out of time. Yep. My favorite coach ever, Matt Brown, college football Hall of Fame coach. At the end of literally every game that we ever lost when I was at Texas, Joy, he would come into the locker room and he'd say, gentlemen, we didn't lose. We just ran out of time. <laughs> Gentlemen, yeah. uh, we, uh, we didn't lose. Yeah. We just ran out of time. That's what Shanahan would have had to say. Man, we just ran out of time. Yeah. Fred, my, we just ran. Brock, we'll get him next year. We just ran out of time. Kittle, we used Jack. We just ran out of time. That's what the Niners would have had to say if Campbell would have just done his job. Shady brought it up. Joy brought it up. Six minutes, 58 seconds. The Niners come out of halftime, you know their guns are blazing. Brock Purdy, he throws a dig to Debo Samuel, 20-yard gain. Debo Samuel gets up, he spins the ball. Niners go down the field. But Detroit Lions, y'all hold them to a field goal. Yeah, yeah yo, that was big. Yeah, yeah. Y'all held them to a field goal. Now, Jared Goff, y'all go down there. Boom, 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 boom. You hit the 28-yard line, just kick the field goal. Because now... It's still a 17-point game no with momentum. 22 minutes left. No it was a 17-point game with 30 minutes left at halftime. It would have still been a 17-point game with 22 minutes left. Then just keep it a 17-point game with 15 minutes left. And then here's the other thing that this killed me. This is when I knew the Niners won, not when Gibbs fumbled. It was 7:32 left in the fourth quarter. The Niners are up 27 to 24. Dan Campbell is fourth and three. You kick it, yeah. you just kick the field goal, tie the game up. I get a stop. Because if you tie the game up, this is what analytics can't pressure. measure. Analytics can't measure pressure, pressure. and the heartbeats exactly. of players. Yep. Yep. It can't measure yep. that. Right. I'm thinking to myself, if you tie the game up, see now Fred got more yeah, pressure yeah. on him next time yeah. he out there. Yep. Now Shanahan has to call a different game because Shanahan's not playing tied. 
He's not playing from behind. He's playing with a lead. Yep. So what did Shanahan do the next possession? Oh, now we're going to run it. Yeah. Now, because now, even if I don't score, we still got a lead. Yep. Even if we turn the ball over, we still got a lead. But you let Shanahan get the ball back yep. up three. So now what do he do? Oh, That's it. go ahead, CMC. Oh, dink and dunk. So now the Niners was just... Exhaling. Yep. Woo right. Now they was chilling. Now it's third and four. Brock Purdy, he already up by three. So now it's third and four. Brock Purdy, he didn't have to be special. He said, oh, I'm going to just run it. Because even if I don't pick up the first, it's Gucci. If I pick up the first, it's love. He runs it plus 21. It's blouses. Game over. So to me, Campbell just made every single wrong decision in the second half. Now, could Josh Reynolds have caught the ball? Sure. Yep. Could uh, Jared Goff oh, have scrambled? Let's go back to him, though. Josh Reynolds, I will never play with him ever again on man. You, oh, it's, man. Like, it's like him and uh, uh, MVS a switch. Yeah. Like, you can catch. No, no, no. no. You can't catch. It was terrible. But Shady, here, and James, you talked that? about this. And James, I want you to speak to this for the sake of the viewer. You said Josh Reynolds would have caught that in the first half, no pressure. Again, what analytics can't measure, and this is why I love being up here with all these people who have covered sports for a long time or played it for, I think, a cumulative 25 years between the three of us, 12, 9, and my little four, whatever the case may be. James, speak to the fact that there's more pressure mounting Dan Campbell when you let the lead trim and trim and trim and trim. Those drops aren't coincidence. That heartbeat is boom, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 yeah. Early in that game, you, you seen third and 10, third and 19, third and 12. Like it was and, they, and Jared Gaul just, yeah, 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 right? St. Brown, all them boys just making plays, right? Ain't no pressure. We up in the game. So they're just doing what they want to do. It is no pressure. I remember when we got to in the we were in the Super Bowl. It was our ball. We was up by like three points, and we had to go down there and get some type of points, right? And we were up the whole game, and it really like you in the Super Bowl, but there ain't really a lot of it ain't really a lot of pressure. We got in that huddle, knowing we had to score. And 12, like, come on now. <laughs> hey, be where you're supposed to be. Hey, route at 10. Make sure that route at 10. Like, it's just, a, and you just get a little tight. Like, oh, we, okay. You know, now I really got it. All right. Like, like it's pressure. Any other time, he going to make that play. Pressure on him, he drops the football. But for me, y'all touched on analytics. I remember the year we won the Super Bowl, and even a couple years after when we had some really good records. Coach Mike had a guy that was all about analytics that went everywhere with him. He would get in the team meeting. He would talk. And his job was to protect Mike. From I would have hated him. From Ooh. Mike. So if we're Ooh. in certain situations, he'll be like, kick the field goal right here. No, he'd be like, no, this is when you go for it. Or he'll be like, hey, this is when you take point. Where's the help? It's, it's like when I gamble with the wife and she see me up, she'll take something out of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not spending him. Where's the help? At one point, one of these coaches buzzed down in here. Hey, hey. <laughs> we, up, we up 17. Hey, hey. We, let's tie the football game. No help. And I understand the head coach has the final say, but come on now. Yeah. Like, you took this away from Jared Goff if we keep it at 100. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff played his tail off, man. He played his tail off. It ain't really too many throws that you can say, that's a he bad missed. play by yeah. Goff. I agree with you that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jared Goff well. played he his played tail well. off. And yeah. I understand the, the, the fumble and all that. It has nothing to do with that. But, like, you didn't help him. You yeah. didn't help him. Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions should be in the Super Bowl. And, if they got some help from their head coach. Mm -hmm. Point I, won't, I won't argue with and you. And it's like, it's like when, when, you, when you are trying to come back or you're trying to, if you've been up for so long and you, and you feel the other team coming back, you feel, you feel that momentum. <laughs> if you look at the beginning of the game, right, um, um, Gardner, uh, um, CJ Gardner. Yeah, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Chauncey Gardner, yeah. 
he was so involved because him and Debo was going back and forth, but he's reacting to the fans, yeah. right? Waving at them. They, they, they got the moment. They got the swagger. Everybody's laughing, high fiving. The dudes, I, I want you people to watch this. When you watch a game, the Super Bowl, no, don't watch all the players in uniform. Watch the guys not in uniform, yeah. right? Yeah, what See they, they on? What, what they, they on? on? They're going to be up <laughs> hollering, yelling, right? Soon the momentum change, yep. yeah. they quiet. They looking around. Dang. It's, the whole stadium is loud, and our team is quiet. Yeah. So as a coach now, you talk about pressure. Every decision, every moment has to be perfect because yeah. we let it slide, yeah. right? And then we talk about pressure. And I'm just in sports and anything. Anything like if you have a lot of money, you spend it, then you, you, your bank account go real small, that's pressure. Now I got to make sure, okay, how much for how much for hanging out? Okay, mm-hmm. how much for the groceries? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing in football. Yeah. When you start making these crazy rational decisions to go for the fourth down, don't take the field goal. Now going forward, every little decision you make, have to be perfect. Shady, is it a coincidence that Jameer Gibbs fumbled after the Niners had taken away a 17-point lead and collapsed it to seven? I don't think it is. You've played the running back position yeah, before. He fumbled because he went the wrong way. He's a rookie. Yeah. Biggest moment of his life. The Niners have now taken all the momentum. They got the crowd. You've been that running back before because I know a lot of people are watching this show right now saying, momentum, it's a myth. What the heck is momentum? Yeah, There's no that. such thing as momentum. Keep in mind, after this Jameer Gibbs fumble, he did not get another carry in the football game. Shady, speak to that. Speak. Don't make momentum a myth for a second. Make it real because you've been there before. Yeah. How does that affect the mindset it's, of a player? It's, it's so funny, man. Like, uh, even, like, in, in high school, I didn't, think, I didn't believe in none of that. So I got to the league, and I'm like, yo, it's real. For example, when the team is coming back, their fans, they've been quiet all game for real. Now they loud. We got to get it. We got to get a stop, right? And now small things where you can make calls from the offensive lineman to the quarterback was easy. We, we up 14. Yo, 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 we, we audible, audible, whatever it may be. It's cool. Now everybody's loud. It's like, what you say, huh? Damn, what he say? Mm-hmm. Now you your head. So now when he, when he took the – it was a trap play. Yeah. As he's taking the handoff, you could tell he wasn't sure if to go right or left. That's why he took the handoff like that. Then when he got it, he didn't know where, where, where to do. know to put it. And he's young. It's a big game. It's the biggest game he's played in since college. That bigger, right? yeah. And then now you talk about the momentum, then now the defense, they own it. So every little small mess you got, we not messing up. Mm-hmm. And that's when the whole tide changed, bro. Yeah. And once I said it's over, once they got this fumble, they're going to lose. Yeah, that, that was the game for me, too. And we're not even mentioning the end of the game, running the ball and having to burn the time out. Yeah. Now, obviously, like, I think everyone felt like it was out of reach at that point to begin with, but you, you still have an opportunity. Crazier things have happened. I mean, we've been, yeah. you leave Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds and you're, you're going yeah. home. So this, sure. is, this is playoff football. Damn. I think that the, the frustration for me is there were some, some – Jared Goff played a really, really good game. You had this incredible first half. You see, you feel the momentum. You see the changes. Dan Campbell's been around this for how many years? Decades. He's been on the on, – he's, he's been playing. He's a player, like, too. He's not new to this. So you have, to, you have to find a way to stop the bleeding. That's why I hate that they didn't take those points. And that, on, that, on that fourth and three, just take, and, take and, the points. And another thing is like, yo, like, you ain't the better team? See, that's something right. I don't like. Right. Like, if I'm a big dog, right, and we the bigger team, cool. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we going for it. Y'all know who we are. Y'all know what's up. It's not the case. Y'all the little dog. They the big dog. They the, yeah. Y'all the little pup. <laughs> so it's like, like you already have the advantage because you have to score. You have, you have you, what are you, up, 14? Bro, take that field goal, bro. I'm 17. You put the pressure back on them because they've been having pressure all game. Oh, and here's the Here's the thing. The Niners could not stop the Lions. No. They the Lions stop no. stopped themselves. No. This is the last thing I'm going to say about this subject matter, James. I'll let you take it home after. Please. There were 10 offensive possessions by the Detroit Lions. Pay attention to what I'm going to tell you all at home. Turn your volume up if need be. The Lions had 10 offensive possessions. They scored on five of them. Four touchdowns, one field goal. They had turnovers on downs on... Two of them. Two, yep. Take a
Take those two turnover on downs, make them field goals. That's seven scoring possessions out of ten possessions. Seventy percent of the time, the Detroit Lions offense would have scored. Now, understand this, because this is where this math gets so very fascinating. Even when the Lions didn't score, their average time of possession was two and a half minutes, and they averaged seven plays. So even if the Lions don't score, Joy, they're eating up two and a half minutes and seven plays. So you don't even have to score. The last thing I'm going to say, and this is a math that's really going to blow your mind. The Niners were down 17 at half. If the Niners and the Lions trade touchdowns and field goals, every time the Niners get the ball, they get seven. Every time the Lions get the ball, soon they get three. It would have taken five possessions to make up that 17-point deficit. There's only five possessions and a half. So even if you just take your threes and let them take their sevens, they still would have run out of time. James Jones, final word. That's terrible. (sighs) I'm I'm, I'm listening that I'm really sick for the Detroit players. I I am because them dudes balled. They they played their tails off and a coach took it away from you. And nobody came to save you. Coach didn't listen to nobody. He stood on what he was doing in the regular season. But the most disappointing thing about it all is he stood up there at the post-game interview and he said, we might never get back here. Which was real, though. You're going for it on fourth downs thinking you might never get back here? Instead of going up 17 points? Yes, he just like that, That's crazy to me. Yeah. And I know how hard it is to get back there. You might not never get back there. But if you are there, give yourself a fighting chance. Don't just say we ain't never going to get back there if we don't get it. Oh, we still up 14. No, go up 17. I do not understand that about the coach. And that's why I'm a shady. What you saying to us? Because mm-hmm. right now I ain't listening to nothing you got to say, bro. Right. You know, and I'm looking at my other coaches. Y'all ain't going to stop, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I've been in those situations to where, as players, we ain't never going to be like, no, nah, coach. You, you call a fourth down call. We believe we're going to get it. But as a coach, it's your job to be like, no, nah, I'm going to protect y'all. We're going to kick this three, let our defense go out there. So for me, 30-something years, you ain't had a playoff win. You have never seen the Super Bowl. So the Detroit Lions know how hard it is to try to get to one. And you talking, talking like that after the game, after you make those type of mistakes, that's crazy. And that's why you need leadership, man. though, because as, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, I'm sorry, as great as Andy Reid is, right, and he might want to do something like that, Patrick Holmes, like, hey, because they got that relationship, like, oh, coach, hey, look, listen, hold up. Hold on, True. coach. Yeah, we up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let them get that field goal. Because that happens a lot. Does Tom, Tom Brady's another yep. one, though. I watch Tom. Hey, Bruce, I get you. Hey, hey, hey. And he do it quick. He get right next. Yeah. He get right next. Hey, coach, let's get this field goal. Because he don't want, he don't, he don't, he don't want. No, I'm being serious, though. Because he don't, he don't want the players to like, dang, yeah. or dang, you, you you doing this over over the coach head? Nah, look, hey. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Hey, look, hey. Yeah. I know I'm great, but look, we trying to win. No doubt. I, I've been in situations. And then you, and then you with the tree lines. Yeah. Y'all ain't know some great franchise. Yeah. Got my dog Barry Sanders over there taking on the hits for Todd <laughs> Man, listen. Uh, yeah, you, you had a, a, a um. Uh, Eminem? Uh, Eminem, Slim Shady, all these dudes rocking that's, for him. That's 100% it was a dude, true. Kid Rock, and all. Yeah. everybody rocking for Detroit. I wasn't even rocking for Detroit. What happened about Detroit? <laughs> oh, oh, everybody's disappointed. No, I ain't sitting down. <laughs> Yo, this has been my favorite show of the year, and it gets better after this commercial break. The Ravens didn't get it done. Lamar 2-4 and four is a starter. The best team he's ever had came up short against the worst team Mahomes has ever had. How disappointed are we in Lamar's performance? Oh, this is going to be the conversation of the day. It's the next conversation on Speak.
Lamar Jackson. He had a lot of yards yesterday, over 300. But remember, he had a couple more turn, a couple turnovers that were even more important. He lost a fumble, threw a pick in the end zone, and the Ravens fall short. Only scored 10 points against the Chiefs. Bring us on camera. Uh, James, I will start it off because I'm probably the most critical. I've been critical. I don't even think I've been critical. I just think I've been honest yeah. about Lamar's performance. Lamar's performance was incredibly disappointing from a micro level, but it was also disappointing from a macro level. Joy, you said something last week. You said it very brilliantly, and I agreed with you wholeheartedly. That there was more than just pressure on Lamar Jackson this game. There was pressure on the narrative of the running quarterback. Yeah. Because so often we say that running quarterbacks can't go as far as passing quarterbacks. And I agreed with Joy. If Lamar would have won the game in fairly convincing fashion or at all, the narrative would have changed. But Lamar Jackson, to me, proved why the narrative exists. A-plus passer, Patrick Mahomes, probably a C-plus runner, maybe a B-runner in Patrick Mahomes. Versus A-plus runner in Lamar Jackson and maybe a B-passer, a C-plus passer in Lamar Jackson. And you saw who I'd rather have. Give me the dude who can make his layups. Lamar Jackson, he can hit the home run, but he couldn't make his layups. My dog couldn't connect on a bunt. You feel me? But you can make threes. You can't make free throws. Five for 12 at halftime passing the ball. Like, I was so disappointed because when your team needed you most, you fell short. How are you going to take that sack and a forced fumble? You had about five seconds to pass the ball. You're going to throw another pick in the end zone with your whole career trajectory as a playoff performer is on the line. And the reason, the real reason, and I'm done right now, James, I'm most disappointed. I love me some Greg Roman. Yeah. People hate Greg Roman. Hated him. Offensive coordinator. Love me some Greg Roman. Love him. He helped Lamar Jackson win a unanimous MVP. Helped Colin Kaepernick get to a Super Bowl. Helped revive Alex Smith's career. I love me some Greg Roman. But they got rid of Greg Roman. Joy, they said Greg Roman wasn't enough. They said they ran the ball too much with Greg Roman. Said the offense was too simplistic with Greg Roman. Said Greg Roman was holding Lamar Jackson back. So now you're bringing Todd Munkin. And not only do you bring in Todd Munkin, you draft another first-round wide receiver in Zay Flowers. You paid Odell Beckham $15 million because Lamar Jackson wanted another wide receiver. You got Isaiah Likely a tight end. You got Mark Andrews a tight end. You got Rashad Bateman a first-round wide receiver. You got Nelson Aguilar. He showed up last week versus Buffalo Bills, scored a touchdown. So you got all these receivers. And now they complain and they didn't run the ball enough. Like, James, I was so disappointed in how this performance went for Lamar Jackson, but how disappointed were you? I wanted that for my dog. I wanted my dog to be in the Super Bowl. But I'm very disappointed because Lamar wasn't Lamar. Patty Mahomes is a passer. That's what Patty Mahomes does. Stand in the pocket, sidearm, behind my back. That's what he does. There's no knock because you are a good runner. Be you. You are about to win the MVP because you were you all season. And the biggest game on the line, you got away from who you were as I was watching that football game. If Lamar drops back and he's like, man, ain't none of my receivers open. It happens to Patty Mahomes. It happens to all of us. But what I do different than what these other quarterbacks mm -hmm. do is I'm out of there. Ain't got no time for no strip sacks. Ain't got no time yep. for that. I don't care if you got a spy on me. The last spy was on me was Fred Warner. That was good. Y'all seen me pointing at Buddy when he was on the ground. Like, it don't matter. Lamar got away from doing what he does best. I don't even care what the play call is. Right. I don't blame the offensive coordinator at all. I don't blame Munkin at all, because I truly believe watching that game, what, what Munkin said was, I'm putting the football in my best player's hands. 
I understand everybody won't Gus. And they won't. he ain't my best player. Mm-hmm. My best player is Lamar Jackson. And he can run and throw and make it extremely hard on defenses. And Lamar did not do that. Lamar stood in the pocket. He took some sacks that he did not need to take. Mm-hmm. He threw some footballs that, he, that, that I don't even know what my dog was looking at. It just was an overall bad performance by him. And it wasn't yards or none. How he played. That's what stood out for me, how he played. He did not play like Lamar Jackson. He played like a pocket passer, and he's not a pocket passer. He's a really good quarterback that can throw and run, and he did not play like that. And that's what was disappointing to me, because if he did play like that, the Ravens might be moving on. Yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed mostly because, as James just said, Lamar didn't play his game. It felt like it was kind of – he was – forcing things that he, he would normally take, moments that he would take in his hands and make a big play. He was trying to throw the ball. It, it, it all felt very like, yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, just not, not yourself. It yeah. felt forced, felt awkward. It wasn't his game. And we've seen him have huge games this year against really good talent. So we know what he is capable of. This is a, what will be a two-time league MVP. They are in the AFC championship game for a reason, and he's the best player on the team, and he's shown many times throughout this season to be the best player on the field. So it's not that Lamar Jackson isn't capable of it, even in the postseason. So that's really what's disappointing because now the narrative is going to spin to can he win the big game? Like, they were in the AFC championship game. I know that it didn't go the way that we wanted to, but – all in all, when you're looking at was this was this experiment of changing the offensive coordinator successful? I I, th- I think it was. I think an AFC Championship game when he has never been to an AFC Championship game as a unanimous MVP shows that it was successful. Did they reach their ultimate goal? No. Is it disappointing? Yes. Did we want Lamar Jackson to have an opportunity to play in a Super Bowl when he does have this incredible defense alongside him and all this talent? Yes. And and only one one team goes to the Super Bowl. And this year they went up against Patrick Mahomes, and he's, he's one of the greatest to ever do it, and he's writing his story to be the greatest to ever do it. So I, I guess for me, I, I am disappointed, but I, I, can't go, I can't go running to writing off everything that Lamar did this year, what the Ravens did this year. It, it was disappointing. It wasn't a performance that we expected from him, and that part is fair. So the criticism of that is fair. But I, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy with it. I still think Lamar Jackson is incredibly talented. I wouldn't be surprised if they're right back here again next year. There were a lot of other mistakes that happened throughout the game that I, I thought was a reflection of them not being there before. So you're going up against a team that's gone to six straight AFC championship games. You, you're not able to make mistakes, and especially against a team like the Chiefs that are going to take advantage of the mistakes that you make. Yeah, I'm disappointed in, in Lamar Jackson, right? And I, I blame him for this loss, um, but also I won't blame for the whole loss, right? I, I think he has a big part of it because he's a quarterback. He's the best player. We want the ball in his hands. He threw some, some, some questionable passes, right? Even the ones um, the last pick to Lightly. Yeah. There was three guys. On. I, I didn't know what, yeah. what he was trying to do there. But, um, you know, and the other thing is, like, him holding on to the ball too long, like, for what? you Lamar Jackson. That's what makes you special. Oh, they, they praying you do that, yeah. right? They don't want you to take off. So I blame him for a lot of them type of things and, and, and also not getting the offense going, right? Like, it took so long for them to go. But there's some other blame that needs to be passed around too, oh, Right. I'm gonna go to the defense. The first two, the first two drives they scored is that correct? Yeah, yeah. touchdown, touchdown. I mean, so you're not used, you're not used to that though. Like, like the number one, one of the things we talked about was how great this defense was. That's why I gave them a chance that they should win. So my thing is off the rip. You looking at these faces and all that? I say they only gave up 17, coach. I, I hear you, but like, it, it's that's about, crazy. Yeah, but it's about the momentum. So you coming into our house, right? This is the house that Ray Lewis and T. Mm-hmm. Suggs and them guys they built. We on defense. Mm-hmm. 
That's why we love the Ravens, right? Lamar Jackson, who he is, but a lot of it's the defense, correct? So when you come in here, right, on the road, and you come here, you score back to back, boom, it's like it's a shock. We, we just talked about how you talk about pressure. We just talked about momentum. Mm-hmm. You don't think that's momentum? Agreed. So now in the second half, right, and the offense was kind of stalling out, we don't have to put the, the, the foot on the gas like we did in the, in the first half. If, we look at the, if you look at the Chiefs, they were doing stuff like run the ball, run the ball, okay, take a little small, patty, oh, check it down, punt it. Mm-hmm. Play defense. Mm-hmm. They play safe. They didn't play, mm-hmm. but they didn't do what the Lions did. That's one part. So I'm giving some of that to the defense early in the game, right? If, if you want to shock a big time and aggressive defense, you score them early. Mm-hmm. You make them bleed. Oh, they cut. We ain't even cut all here. Oh, we cut. Yeah, that's one part. The second thing is all the dumb mistakes, all the dumb penalties, though, right? I'm going to go to Zay Flowers. Now, he did fumble on the one yard line, and he's a rookie. Yeah. And I'm giving him a big pass. It's the biggest game he's ever been in, right? He tried to make a touchdown, great catch, boom, fumble. Yeah, he playing ball. He playing ball. It's a bad situation, but it happens. He gets some of that blame. And then, but the, but, but the, the, um, which one? A sportsmanlike conduct he had. What the, so what, what, for what? what? Like, who, what are you doing? What are you doing? You, first of all, you get up on him, you spin it on him, what and look at him like, yeah. what you think is about to happen? Look at this crazy Bro, y'all though. down 10, first off. Bro, like, this is something they're gonna do in my hood or my, my, my neighborhood. They're gonna do something like this. In high school, feel on me, boy. What? And what? Like, like what huh? you doing? That's Who? one of them. He had his leg, though. And on that, why spin the ball on him, though? See, the Chiefs is not going to do that. No. That's bingo. football, right? Bingo. The bingo. second one is all the other ponies leading to that. Um, you the had Cl- one. Clowney. He had the, um, the, uh, yeah, the late hit on, hit on um, Patrick Mahomes. And then the, beat, the big, big deep tackle. Yeah. Why are you hitting his, the quarterback in the face? <laughs> why are you even doing that? Mm-hmm. See, this is small things you don't even see. You look at the stat lines, you're going to see Lamar did this. He did yep, that. Yep, yep. But it's small things in the game that should never happen. So now when you look at Lamar not playing well, it's late in the game. All these mistakes and turnovers. And then you look at all the, the flags, like, you're going to lose. So I, just, I blame all that in one. I think Lamar deserves a lot of that pie because he's the quarterback. He's the MVP. MVP going to get a lot of that. But then his teammates didn't help him out either. They didn't. They didn't. Nah. <sighs> Outside of like Zay, but Zay helped as much as but, he hurt. I so that's why I can't even be mad but at that. Ha- but, but that it happened. I feel you. But where I'm at is like who I, who I can't blame is a defense. Even you right though. Zay got the first down. Oh, wait, hold up. If, if I told you right, the, the Chiefs' <laughs> offense would have been all year. Right? They gonna come to they gonna come to Baltimore, and we gonna score in the first two drives. That's you, not good. You you don't you won't believe that will happen. Nah, I agree. So if if that does happen. Now, when you go to the sideline on the Chiefs, like, yo, we can beat these boys. No they got they what we thought wait, they was. Hold on, hold on. Yep. And on the other side of the Ravens, you're like, dang, yo. <laughs> they better we thought. What we going to do? But here's my thing. You talking about Lamar Jackson, at least your first half, your take, I felt like he was a game manager. Well, I mean, they got to be ahead. They got to be able to run the ball in the second half. I'm like, wait a second. That's game manager talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lamar ain't a game manager. Last I checked, last I heard, yeah. you was giving me real game manager energy. That's Lamar Jackson's uh, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in football. So the reason I'm putting it on Lamar is because I'm like, wait a second. That's what you're here for. You're here for the moment that, Lamar, that Patrick Mahomes goes down and scores twice in a row. You're here for the moment when Mahomes throws a back shoulder to Travis Kelsey. Like, that was great defense. <laughs> Lamar, that's what you're here for. So... For Lamar to still not be able to overcome, I was just like, it doesn't undermine the success he had this season. It doesn't. But it just makes me, it hurts me because, Joy, I agree with you. If he would have won, the narrative has to change. But because he lost and how he lost, he lost with errant passes and he lost with an inability to 
to really throw the ball efficiently and effectively, yo, that hurts, man. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Uh, when we return, we got to get into the film room to show exactly what and why Brock Purdy was able to lead the Niners back. Everybody's told you that he did, but we're going to show you in a unique way from an NFL perspective exactly the nuances behind what made the Niners come back from down 17. It was a historical performance, never before been done in a championship game, and we're going to show you how it happened. That's next on Speed. Family, want to bring you into the film room. We know that Brock Purdy won, but I want to show you how. There's been this narrative that Brock Purdy has been carried to the Super Bowl. Let me dispel that in the next two minutes. Turn your volume up and lock in. First thing I want to show you, the San Francisco 49ers, they are down by seven points. They are down by seven points into the game. Look, there is second and 11. Why is it second and 11? Because on first and 10, all pro receiver Kyle Juszczyk, he's a fullback, he misses a block. All pro tight end George Kittle, he can't make a guy miss. Now it's second and 11. Brock Purdy, what are you going to do? Second and 11, I need you to make a play. You're all pro tight end, he couldn't make a guy miss. You're all pro fullback, he missed a block. On second and 11, Brock Purdy, he puts the team on his back. Players aren't going to be special every single play. So when your teammates fall short, can you pick them up? That's Brock Purdy. Now it's 24 to 24. What's going to happen on this play? Christian McCaffrey, the running back, he's going to throw a lookout block. Now, Acho, what in the world is a lookout block? Well, it's when you completely whiff and all you are left to do is simply yell, hey, big dog, look out. He throws a lookout block. Brock Purdy says, it don't matter. My all-pro running back, you going to miss this block? It's all good because I'm going to put the team on my back and throw a strike. Second and 11, after the all-pro tight end couldn't make a guy miss. After the all-pro fullback, he misses his block. Brock Purdy, plus 21-yard gain. Now it's tied 24 to 24. The all-pro running back, he throws a lookout block. Brock Purdy says, hey, it's all good. I'll put the team on my back. Don't let anyone convince you that Brock Purdy got carried all the way down to the Super Bowl. The game of football is an ultimate team game. When somebody lets you down, somebody else got to pick them up. And in this instance, in this game, on those plays, Brock Purdy was the one that did the carry. Not the other way around. All right, family, when we return, we are going to give you the early thoughts on who has the advantage in the Super Bowl. Is it the Chiefs? Is it Brock Purdy? Y'all know I love me some Brock Purdy, but I don't know if I love him that much. Early Edge next on Speak. We'll see you in about three minutes. Family in our hurry up offense rematch of Super Bowl, whatever the Super Bowl was numbered four years ago. The Super Bowl from 2019, <laughs> Super Bowl 54. I didn't learn my Roman numerals, though I do know alphabet again. Anyway, Niners, they clinched. Chiefs, they clinched. Bring us on camera, y'all. We already know what happened. We know, we know the two teams that clinched. Shady, you went to the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Oh, the Super Bowl you won with the Chiefs was beating the Niners. Oh, this unique, unique, unique. I love it. 2-5, uh, who you giving an early edge to? You've literally played in this exact game before. You were a part of the Chiefs. You played the Niners. Who's got the early edge? How about them Chiefs? <laughs> Go with the Chiefs. I keep saying it over and over again. How can anybody doubt? How can anybody make the underdog Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs? They win, win, win. They're the new Patriots. Right, but this is a better coach, <laughs> and they're really in the almost equal quarterbacks. That's what it is. I got with the Chiefs. They've been on the road, winning games. They're battle tested. They had all their bads early in the year. Now they're looking good. Right, yeah. it flipped on them. And another thing is like one thing about being somebody, man. You know what it is. Y'all beat you up yesterday. I'm gonna beat you up again. They beat him in 09. They're gonna beat him again. It's all with the Chiefs, Andy Reid. Yeah, I'm it. done doubting Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm, I'm around, submit. Man. 
Submit. I'm done doing it. Also, we know experience matters here. Kyle Shanahan has some experience Been getting there. here, but 37 players on Kansas City's active roster have played in the Super Bowl. That's 58 total games played. 12 players for San Francisco on their active roster have played in the Super Bowl with 14 total games played. And we didn't even talk about Andy Reid yet. So uh, the edge has to go to the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I told you all last week I picked the Ravens, but I was scared, mm-hmm. right, because of Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. <laughs> I'm taking Patty Mahomes early. I mean, Patty Mahomes. It's crazy because three weeks ago, I would have said, man, every time Chiefs got the ball, they not finna score. Now I'm like, every time they touch it, I'm like, they about to go score a touchdown. It's crazy. But 1-5 is in the building. He gonna be in Vegas last time I checked. He done played there already, so he know how the grass feel. You know what cleats he wear. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I, I am so disappointed with myself. Ooh. I got to say the Chiefs right now. I got to say the right Chiefs now. right now. Yeah, I, I mean, even, even with a great Brock Purdy, the way he's playing, you sure? I got to say, I mean, it's not, the Niners' defense don't even look good right now. They don't look great. The Niners' offense I like a lot. What I'm more interested in, and we won't have time for this, but I'm going to plant the seed now. If you can't outdo Patrick Mahomes, I wonder if Shanahan's way has figured it out. Of like, hey, stack a roster, have a quarterback who's going to be cheap, who everybody will say is replaceable and expendable. I'm just wondering, like, this is an overall philosophical conversation I want to have over the next two weeks. But if you can't beat Pat, should you just try to construct your team differently? Because the Shanahan way, he's now been to a Super Bowl twice in four years, three times as an OC in eight years, NFC Championship game four times in the last five years. I'm wondering philosophically, y'all, y'all don't have time they, to answer they got now, the better like, team. Is this the way to do it? I don't have the better team. That's why they, they, and they, should, they should win. Really? They have the better, they have the better team. What do you mean? They got all, them, all pros and pro bowls. Talk about. I mean, we, favor for we, we, we praise MVS for catching a football. Like, that's his job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real, though. So they should win, but I'm going with Patrick Mahomes and Andy And another thing is, it looked like to me, I, and I hate to judge, but to me, it looked like Travis Kelsey's back. I know, all the way. Like, like the old Kelsey yeah. back. He looked different, though. And, and, and like he was trying to prove a point. That part. That's a distraction. That's what I'm saying, Shady. And even his whole swag. He looked, yeah. he, Shady, Kelsey don't usually play that angry. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea would be oh, yeah. fun. Jigging, dancing. Like, he was like upset yeah. yesterday. I mean, and, and, but the one thing about Kelsey, people don't, Kelsey is not acting. He is not soft. What you see, that's who he really is. Yeah. I love Kelsey. Yeah, facts. Alright, family, when we return, there are a few standout performances from yesterday. Who deserves a speak game ball? I can't, I can't wait for this. <laughs> Family, it is time to hang out, hand out this week's Speak Game Ball. Who is the highlight player at Coach? It's very easy. I'm going Kyle Shanahan. 0-18 is what teams were when down by 17 at halftime in a championship game, and that is now 1-18. Joy Taylor. I am going to go with uh, someone from Kyle Shanahan's team, and that is Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, he liked yeah. that. Brandon Ayuk, yeah. two really, really big plays, really a, a bunch more, but they don't win that game without him. Oh, man. Oh, I am going Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy <laughs> out of the system making plays. Brock Purdy balled out. I know y'all so you know me. Good for Brock you. Purdy. Brock Purdy. I'm going with Travis Kelsey. They say oh, distracted. Yeah, that's his a good girl, one. His billionaire girlfriend's too much for him. No. 11 targets, 11 catches, 116 uh. yards, touchdown. They got the win. And he got his swag back. Yeah. Oh. Hey, D. <laughs> couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs>